TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After all the checks. You know what that music means too, don't you? Not really. Well, Taylor Swift goes with one guest. What kind of, when you think of this music, what guest do you think might, might be joining us? A fan of Jimmy Hendrix? Yes. That now... Uh, Maybe someone I that plays the guitar, a musician. Who's the guitar? Yeah, John Ritchie. Yeah, John Ritchie joining us right now in his I knew weekly who spot. Who it was, I know you did. Man. How you doing, John? Hi, fellas. How am I doing? That is complicated. <laughs> you, we're John, all feeling that way. Like, like John, my, my question yeah. to you is this, because I haven't had a chance to talk to you. Uh, what do you think went wrong with this football team? And do you think Coach Sirianni is the guy that can get it fixed? I, wow. What do I think went wrong with his football team? All kinds of stuff has been going wrong for all kinds of time. And it, it goes to Howie. It goes to Nick. It goes to Jalen. It goes to Jeffrey. It goes to a whole host uh, of folks. Uh, how do they fix it? They don't know. I am pretty uh certain uh like i need so much more information to go on myself um this yeah this is broken uh, the, the one thing i feel i feel solid i am on solid ground with my feelings that nick sirianni is not the person who can develop this quarterback mm. properly he's not the person who can pull this team out of the despair that we're experiencing right now John, uh, Jeff Lurie and Nick Sirianni are slated to meet today. If you were Jeff Lurie, what's the first question you have to Nick? Why did the last uh, month and a half look like it did? And And he can tell them that the the Matt Patricia switch was uh, a big part of the problem. He can tell them that taking – power away from him and i'm making an assumption there uh that uh forcing that switch at dc defensive coordinator destroyed the team's trust in the head guy he could say that and i think that would absolutely be uh, a smart route for him to take if he intends to try to keep his job as i stated earlier i do not want him to keep his job but i think that would probably be a smart way to go John, of all the things that went bad, the one that's the most egregious to me is how the offense never seemed to have answers or adjust. And I understand Jalen Hurts was playing banged up this year, so some things may not have been part of, of his arsenal this year, mostly his legs compared to the last you know first couple years of his career here in Philadelphia. 
But I, I just keep going back to Monday night and the Giants game before that. We knew it was coming. We talked about it all week. They knew it was coming, and they didn't have any answer. Like that, that troubles me more than anything, that you know what question is coming on the test and you still fail the test. That, that's egregious to me from an offensive, you know, a coach with an offensive background, John. No, it, it, it's incredibly idiotic that we didn't have a blitz plan against teams that blitzed. I, I mean, and, and we knew heading into those games that Jalen was getting blitzed at a greater rate than any quarterback in the NFL because it was working. All you got to do is, is, is diffuse that, you know, hit a few big plays. Everyone talks about these big plays all the time. Hit your head on the goalpost with a big run as you gash a blitz or go over the top of, you know, down, down the seam to Dallas Goddard, uh, you know, gash them right, right through the middle, and, and they won't blitz you as much. I, I promise. We failed in design, and we failed in execution. I would say Nick Sirianni failed in motivation. We've been flat for two months. Uh, this team failed at the connecting part that I've been hearing about nonstop, the connecting. It felt like everyone was disconnected by the end of all that. And my biggest worry, Joe and Hugh, is that Nick Sirianni has lost the ability to discipline this team. Mm. You know, that he's now walking on eggshells with this players, with these players because they've lost respect for him and in part because the team made it impossible for him to be respected properly by the uh, – Sean Desai, you know, tear the, the carpet out from under you. And again, I'm speculating here. Did the players, did the players, how did they feel about the Desai move from defensive coordinator? Uh, I think that is something that they should have considered before the, the move. And now it's all hindsight is 2020, but it's just a mess. How, with that being said, John, you know, we, we've had some, some veteran guys you know, weigh in on, on, on how they feel about Coach Sirianni and things of that nature. How much would you let their decisions or, or their endorsements of Coach Sirianni factor into your decision about keeping him? Look, I, I love uh, Fletcher Cox, the way he played this year, and Jason Kelsey, but it's, it sounds like, you know, they're not going to be part of the group of players who are coached by the guy. Uh, you know, like, I, those guys always tend to say the right thing, and I think they continued to do that on this occasion, uh, it falls flat to me. It's lip service because I watched the product on the field, and I don't think that this coach is respected properly by by the team uh, by the team itself. Uh, and, and I'm I'm really confused and concerned by this whole play calling thing. Like, is he calling them? Is he not calling them? Was he supposed to call him initially? I, I know initially he was calling him and our offense looked horrendous and then that got taken away and Shane Steichen did a wonderful job. But now it's like no one wants to claim that they're calling the play. <laughs> now it's like Brian Johnson, you know, maybe he's calling him, but Nick says sometimes he calls him too. He just makes sure he doesn't yell, no, in the microphone too loud as he's trying to overrule Brian Johnson's call. Like, I don't know. I, none of this makes sense. If you're an offensive coach who's calling plays, you should be proud of that product that you're putting out there on the field. This is your chance to put your signature on something bigger than yourself. Like that offense, you can make your own. Like, why don't these coaches feel like they've got like excitement and ownership with the offense that they're putting forth on the field? Nothing could be further from the truth. 
Well, and John, you think about the teams that look like they have the most upside now and in the future. I mean, it's Shanahan with, with his offense, and it's McVay with his offense, and it's LaFleur with his offense, and it's all over the place, and we don't have that. So, John, let me ask you this, because you, you mentioned a couple yeah. things there, the offensive stuff and then also the locker room discipline stuff and, and you know making sure your, your roster is where it needs to be. John, if they do go on a coach search next week, and we don't know yet. We're on Sirianni Watch today here on WIP. But if they do go on a coach search next week, What's most important to you? Because it, it, it is really an eclectic group of potential coaches out there. Bright offensive minds, Bobby Slowick, Ben Johnson. But then you have very accomplished guys on the other side of the football that maybe aren't offensive guys. Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel. What would matter to you the most if they do have a coach search? Well, I, I love the idea of having a head coach who's an offensive genius, who's calling the plays, because you're never going to lose him. You're, you're never going to get him poached. Ben Johnson, if he's, our, if he's a great leader – and can fill that, that role as a head coach, I know my play caller will never be taken away from me. You know, I, I know that Bobby Slowick, you know, he's 36 years old. I think Ben Johnson might be 37 years old. They're young, they're smart, they're ingenuitive, and they're not going to get stolen out from under me. And you can focus on having a great defensive, uh, defensive coordinator. You can give him ownership of that side of the ball. That's my preference. I played for John Gruden, who called plays. I played for Andy Reid, who called plays. I think it works great that way. It can, Hugh. I mean, that's the thing. If you have a guy calling the plays, and that's a great point John brought up, you don't have to worry about your offense leaving, right, your, your coordinator leaving. Or yeah. or you a good older offense coordinator that, that's not going to leave because he doesn't have any desires to be a head coach. I, I just feel, John, I hear what you're saying, and you make valid points, but I just feel like they're going to try to fix this with – with with Coach Sirianni, and that in order to fix it, I think make it work. We probably got to get we could probably got to get a couple OCs and or, or a couple coordinators that are a little longer than two. Yeah, John, as you can tell, Hughes yeah. t- Hughes talking himself back into this. I'm going I mean, down. I'm, I'm going down, taking and screaming here. John, you don't I'm, do I'm, it. John, do you listen. really think he's got the respect of this team, Hugh? John, I like that's the question that I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the quarterback, John. I know. John, see, see, look, John, John needs a little bit more time. Yeah. Well, the, he's, he's passionate about can it. Can I he get a coach that could fix the quarterback? Because, John, I mean, John, no matter what well, next year, wonderful. yeah, Hurts needs to play better. Seriously, does it feel like Nick Sirianni has the respect from this quarterback to be fixed by him? Uh, I don't think that's the case either. It's a lot. I think we need a quarterback yeah. guru who's going to come in here and, and, and patch it up, yeah. patch up the relationship with Jalen. And, and come in with new, exciting ideas for the offense. How do we patch up the relationship with Jalen if we cut his boy? We if we get ready, because I don't think his boy. I don't mm. think I don't think Brian Johnson. Gonna Brian be here, Johnson dog. might be a head coach. He's getting all these interviews <laughs> Brian everywhere. Brian Johnson is not going to be a head coach. All right, we'll Joe, see. Stop that. All right, John. Before we ask you your thoughts on the games this weekend and, and the game you're most excited for, John, I have to ask you. I don't. I don't ever like to bring up bad memories with a coworker or a friend or anyone, but I have to ask you because you're on a heater today. So I, I feel like you're going to give us a good answer, John. It's division around weekend, and this is the date all those years ago. You played in that game up in New England, the tuck rule game. John, all these years later, deep down, do you believe Tom Brady fumbled? Yeah. I mean, it, clearly. <laughs> he did. And, and the rules were wrong at the time, and unfortunately we had to pay for that. Uh, yeah, thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, John, John needs a little bit more time, Joe. I'm looking forward to seeing that this time of year, 100 times <laughs> on replay on every channel on my television, too. <laughs> John, John needs a little bit more time. I know. John, I'm, I think we're going to put you on hiatus for a little while because 
Put you, on ice. We were not supposed <laughs> to be playing in that game. We should not have been playing that that round. I seriously, unbelievable, man. We we ended up playing the Jets twice at the end. We played the Jets the last game of the regular season. Ended up losing to them so devastatingly poorly that we had to play them again in the first round in the wild card round. We never would have played in Foxborough had we taken care of business. In week 17 yeah, of the regular season that year for the tough rule. He's triggered. Yeah, he, I would be triggered, too. I, I just like that he stands on it. That was a fumble. I, mean, I that, can't believe you asked him this. Like, whose bread idea was Rabble it for Rouse, you to bring this up to John that's what, today? That's what, like, it's snowing. He ain't got nothing else to do today. He just wants to start. I saw that it was the anniversary. I mean, I feel like I wouldn't, cool, I wouldn't be doing I, – I needed John to tell us the truth, and the truth is that Tom Brady fumbled all those years ago. All right, John, let's end on a happy note. The games this weekend, some call it the best weekend of football year. Four games, division around. John, of the four games this weekend, which one has your eye the most, and, and do you see any potential upsets out there? I do not uh, see upsets. I do think the Packers can keep it close. The Texans can keep it close. I uh, – I can't wait to see the Bills finally get this done in front of their home crowd. Uh, that is the game I'm looking most forward to. Excellence on both sides. They're both playing really well, and the Bills deserve the success that they're about to get beating Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it feels like it might be their year finally to get over the hump, beat Andy, and uh, maybe get to a Super Bowl. John, always appreciate you yeah. hopping on. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, obviously, drive safe. You're going to be out there, and, uh, and we'll, we'll see you next week. Thank you, John. Thanks, guys. There he goes, John Ritchie. There, John brings the heat every every Friday. Yes, he does. He's a little he's a little triggered. Y'all triggered him with that whole thing. Well, like, he, no, he, he'll be fair. He was triggered before. I, I waited till he was upset anyway, and then I just threw he in the brings some, thing. he brings some valid points, man. But it's it's one of those things where I don't know what to make. I've never seen. I've never been a part, or have I ever seen an epic collapse like the ones the Eagles had this year. And the thing that that and I'm not putting. Please listen to what I'm saying because I'm tired of y'all sliding my DMs talking about I'm blaming somebody. But you have to be honest and fair when you look at what you see. The quarterback just sat there and kind of let it happen. Like the leader of the team kind of let it get to this point. And I know that I might be asking for a whole lot of him to to take the reins of this, of this thing and and have the demeanor or say some of the things that he needs to say to help turn this thing around. But he's done it before. Like, that that was his whole mantra. Coming here, that that bothers me a little bit. Yeah, and I hear you on that. I do think, and maybe this feels like I'm apologizing for the quarterback, he's not Superman. He's, I, I don't think he could rescue this thing if the defense can't play and the coach is over not, his keys. It's not about, like, and, and, and let me be clear. When I say rescue this, all the money is on the offensive side of the ball. Like, defense, you couldn't, man, listen. You could have been. You could have put your cape on and been E forty, and you couldn't have saved that defense. Captain, save them. You couldn't have saved that defense. That defense was done. Like, but you could have put them in a better position. Like, the one thing that I remember being when I first got here, we our def, our offense was trash, and I remember Emmett telling us all the time, "Hey, man, you guys are probably going to play a whole lot during the game." We knew that, and we did not have a problem with that. And we did everything in our defensive power to try to put points on the board because we know our offense probably wasn't. That's what I'm talking about. So, I, Hugh, I hear you on that, but I go back to this, the Cardinals game, right? Remember the Cardinals game at the end of the season? You mean you mean James Conner? James Conner. Yeah, that guy that ran all over us. Jalen had to watch from the sideline as James Conner and the Cardinals held the ball for 40 minutes. And, again, I don't think Jalen played great this year. But at the end of the game, right, they recover the onside kick. What's the score, 28-28 at that point? And they call three screens. 
on first and 20. What's the quarterback supposed to do? Where's the head coach? And if it is Brian Johnson calling the plays, how about getting his ear and say, Brian, no more screens. We have A.J. Brown here. Let's go win a football game. 215-592-9494. Have you talked yourself back into Sirianni coming back? They could be meeting right now. I mean, literally right now. Or Sirianni could be on his way right now to the facility. Yes, it is Sirianni Watch on WIP today. What's our poll at today? Is people are, are they talking themselves into this? I mean, we know Hugh has, has done it. I mean, Hugh, we've lost you. <laughs> well, but the Hugh level, the, like, hold up, Joe, but the level of disappointment, though, in your, 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 your we lost you. No, Joe, I'm just being a realist. What, what does it feel like to you is about to happen? We're about to run this thing back. I'm about to be angry. <laughs> We're about to run it back. So, it, like, <laughs> you almost made me make That's it not a good thing. No. No, it's a bad. I'm you, trying to save the Eagles. You almost made me make a bad comparison that I'm not going to share with the rest Come of on, Hugh. I'm going to share with y'all when I get all right, off. This is all, all this off the air? This is, a, this, is a bad, this is a bad one. But still, what do you think is about to happen? I Like, I know what's going to happen come August. I'm going to be rooting for the Eagles. You always talk. And it's going to uh, be Coach Sirianni. You always talk about wanting to surround yourself with people that will be honest with you. Okay? You are, and you're honestly disappointed in me. No, right? no, I'm, this is me to the Eagles. I care for the Eagles, and I want this city to experience a Super Bowl, okay? And I'm, I'm watching them about to make a bad decision. I can't sit back and be the friend that doesn't say anything. I, I, have, to, I have to be the bad guy and, the, and be like, you don't want to do this. Would you be surprised if— Bad decision. Get out. <laughs> I would not be surprised if the offensive or defensive coordinator— that we get, it, some of the names, they've probably had head coaching experience. You're probably right. That, but that tells me you're talking yourself into the head coach coming back. No. You're but sir, no, oh, we're beefing no, up the staff no, around no, them. No, what's happening is whomever they get to, to take one of those positions is probably, if, it, if this thing goes south where it's unsalvageable, yeah. he's probably going to take over. So we're already setting up the interim. No, I'm saying, uh, but that, yeah, that tells no, you all that, you need to know. I don't even recognize like I said, this you anymore. I'm shooting for the win. But I'm ready for the loss. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm being – see, th- this is the problem. You guys want to be so cut and dry and black and white with this situation. I know how this is potentially going to go. They're going to run this thing back, but they're going to hedge their bets. Kind of like what Howie did when he drafted that second quarterback when Carson Wentz was acting crazy. <laughs> he drafted a quarterback. Well, if there's a Jalen Hurts coach that's willing to come be an assistant, all right, there's a prospect like that. It said – we're going to get a retread. I mean, we're going to get a guy that doesn't have a future as a head coach. My goodness. Kyle, where are we on the poll today? Where are people talking themselves into this? Yeah, well, they are. It's no. 40, 42%. I'm trying to tell you. 42% have talked themselves into Nick Sirianni. I'm, try, I'm, just, I'm trying to well, tell you, man. Look, no, no well, this, this is what this is. Because whatever the Eagles do, people are going to convince themselves that it was the right move. Oh, yeah. Even if beforehand all these people had said, no way can Nick Sirianni come back. If news comes in that Jeffrey Lurie is bringing Nick Sirianni back, we will convince ourselves, maybe not all of us, but a lot of us will convince ourselves that it was the right thing to do. Joe, I'm with you. We're standing tall, man. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to go down kicking and screaming until this thing is over. And, and hopefully Why? Jeff Lurie is listening. 215-592-9494. Frankie in Roxburgh. What's up, Frankie? Oh, Hallelujah. Frankie, what are you thinking? You with me, Frankie? Don't cut me off now. Okay. Okay? I was watching a coach last night. The Flyers. Okay? How about those Flyers? Against the Stars last night. Outshot them 14-1 to in the first period, Frankie. Come on now. Right. Okay? And he's not afraid to bench a guy if he's not hustling and if he's not doing his job. So, therefore, I think... Nick Sirianni lost the respect of the players 
of seeing rolling out Bradbury constantly. Don't you think the players were saying, wow, geez, <laughs> you know, I, I remember when I played, like, uh, like when it was like uh, daddy ball, they, they, they put their, they put their sons out where he couldn't even play. So, uh, and another thing, uh, Sirianni is stubborn. The reason why I say that, because he lost our identity of our team. When we, I remember in the, in the beginning, uh, Swift, I think he was leading the league. We had, he had like 700 yards in like four games or something. Yeah, early on he ran very well, right? yep. And then he, he, he took that away. He didn't run the ball. He didn't, uh, he didn't do uh, creative uh, things like putting Jalen under center, play action, run the ball. Uh, I just don't. I think you know what Fra- Frankie Frank cut himself off. Yeah, Frankie, Frankie don't accuse me. I, w- I was giving him time. <laughs> Frankie, uh, his own mic dropped by accident. Wow, you absolutely that hate to see that. He was a self censor. He knew he was about to say something he shouldn't. He just hung up on himself. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot. It's a lot going on. Yeah, there, you know what? There is a lot going on. That's that's the midday show. Tr and Winfield. What's up, Tr? Tr. What's up, everybody? What's up, man? What's up? Not much, man. Well, I think, man, it's, 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 with Sirianni, he, he needs to go unless he got his father in his ear. Other than that, get him out of here. Um, as far as the defense, man, we need a coach. Like, like what's his name? Singletary, we need an in-your-face, hard-nosed defensive coach, man. It's going to get in their faces, man. Some guys making business decisions on the tackling. It's just terrible, man. We, we need we need a, a hard-nosed coach. Maybe someone like you, um, Hugh. Yeah. Coaching or something. No, I wouldn't be you coaching for long, man. Because like you, like that. I don't think that hard nose in your face coaching style. I don't. I don't know if that works in this this NFL. These kids are different, man. They they're different, and you know they go okay. to social media and they they have certain things to say that they'll never say to your face. I, I don't know if they if that's the right way to coach these guys. Well. I mean, somebody has to do something. They're too passive, man. They're at, they're yeah. attacking. They're passive. They don't tackle hard. They just lay the guys down. They other other players. They get to jail and they try to rough him up. Put his head on the ground. Tackling rough. We need some. We need some guys that, that has that's mean. I mean, we're not nasty enough on the field in the defense. And, it's, and, and the business decisions is just ridiculous. You can just tell they don't want to get hurt because they want to get that check at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you saw that in the playoff game, T.R. That, that was the worst tackling I've ever seen in an NFL playoff game. Like, that was regular season, bad team, late in the season, just want to go home. But it was a playoff game. It was, it was embarrassing. We may never see the Eagles on defense tackle that bad in a playoff game again. I hope we don't. And I do believe that with the, with the, uh, the one player said, with the one caller just said, well, a couple calls back, it's the it's – the, it's the players' fault, man. The players aren't executing like they should. They don't listen. Perfect example of executing is when Bernard Hopkins fought Trinidad. Mr. Bowie told him, keep going to your right. Stay with that left foot. And he kept executing. That's an execute. You got execute to being taught and listen to your coaches. If you don't listen to your coaches, you're going to lose every time. So you can't blame it on the coach. I, don't, I can't get Sirianni the case totally. He gets some of the case, but I won't give him all of it. It's the players also, man. They're not listening. Well, that might, it might be, uh, T.R. And, and you know what? They also could be taught it better. All right, T.R., give us a guess here for Hughes Clues, a movie, uh, action movie 2000. What's you thinking of? Well, when way it sounds now, when uh, when, when, when Sirianni walks in, in, in your owner's office, I'm going to say gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> that's a good – T.R., that's a great guess. That's not guess. a bad guess, man. No, that, that's a perfect guess. That was one guess. of my favorite movies too, man. They stole my car like that too, like twice. 
Gone in sixty seconds. How many did they end up making with those movies? There was a lot. No, gone in six. No, you're talking about. Oh, you're gone, thinking about. I'm you're thinking, thinking Fast about Fast and Furious. Gone yeah. in six seconds was Nick it was like Cage. One movie, Nick Cage and Angelina Jolie. Yes. Yeah, they they only made that one one. Yeah. It was a remake. The original, they had like a uh, in the original they had like a forty five minute car chase. That's what made it so great. It, in the original, Gone in sixty seconds. It was a horrible movie, but. The original, like, it was a 45-minute car. I just pulled up the plot. The, the car thief forced to steal 50 luxury vehicles in one night in order to save the life of his brother. Yeah, it's yeah, quite a night. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, that car, like, auto theft is a big, big business. Oh, man. I'm sure it is. Let me know you lost the car that way. All right, 215 <laughs> We'll get to a bunch <laughs> of your phone calls coming up next segment here. As we near a decision, have you talked yourself into Nick Sirianni returning next season? Hugh, unfortunately, has caved. He has. I have not. I'm going down kicking and screaming here. And is the availability of Bill Belichick really factoring into the Eagles' thinking? A former executive believes it just might be. You'll hear that next. 215-592-9494. And a second clue for Hugh's Clues. All coming your way on the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. When it comes to the NFL playoffs, you got to win one game at a time. But when you bet the NFL playoffs on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, one game can mean a lot of wins. FanDuel, America's number one sports because all your favorite bets like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. I got a couple this weekend. I'm on. I'll take the Lions minus six and a half to win and cover in Detroit against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And give me the over on Amon Ross St. Brown's receptions. Big, big game for the through the air for the Lions. And right now, every day there's an NFL playoff game. FanDuel is giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay. That means when you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win. Just visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O if you don't already have an account. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Handle, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Don't you want me? 
ever just talking about it. Oh, it has been a while. It fits. Don't you want it fits because you know what I want? I want a six-time Super Bowl champion coach in Philadelphia. Thank but he don't, he don't want you. Well, we'll find out. Our welcome back, Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. It's going to let him go. This is like in my wheelhouse of my, my teenage years. I <laughs> really can The glory days. All right. So, yes, I'm, I'm speaking of Belichick. We'll get back to the phones here in a second. We're on Sirianni Watch. Any news we get, we'll pass it along ASAP. Lurie and Sirianni meeting today. And, of course, another clue coming for you for Hughes Clues. But, all right, the Belichick thing. He's still out there. Signs <laughs> are pointing to Atlanta. But I've wondered for a little while ATL, here. Shawty. Yeah, maybe. But I've wondered for a while if there's another domino to fall here. So, let's listen to this. Thomas Dimitrov, former – Falcons general manager, you know him from down in Atlanta, Hugh. Dimitrov mm-hmm. helped build that team up, drafted Julio Jones. He's now a media guy. Listen to him yesterday on, I believe, FanDuel TV talking about what's going on with Belichick and could Philadelphia be playing at something here. But as a GM with the passion that ha- that Howie has, and he's looking around there thinking, okay, thank you, Nick. You've done a lot of great things for us, right? We've done some amazing stuff together. And yet, back to what I was saying, you have an opportunity – out there to dig into some really, really good head coaches, leading with Bill Belichick. You don't think that's on his mind every night leading up to that last game mm-hmm. and every night moving forward. This is this is interesting. I still think that's something that it, they're they're having that really intense conversations in that building about, in my opinion. So what's interesting about the way he said that is almost as if they're deciding if they want to pursue Belichick before they make the decision on Sirianni. Like, do we really want to – should we do this? Should we yeah. get involved in this? They're putting all your – like, doing your due diligence. Ducks in because, a row. Yeah, because uh, you have to weigh all of that. And and I feel like the biggest factor is is relevance in all of this. And and what I mean by that is me and you, we understand the, the, the weight that Bill Belichick brings to – the football world. But one of the things that I remember that was an issue for Coach Belichick with the, the New England Patriots for the last couple of years is this, his ability to relate to the players. You know, because let, let's be honest, uh, Mac Jones went to one Pro Bowl in his first year and he thought he was that dude. Mm. Like, like, let's remember that now. And so much so that he challenged the head coach. Now, I don't know the full story. I like, you know, I'm and I'm reading about it, you know, in articles and everything, but there were there were situations where Mac Jones was too big for his britches and he challenged the coach, a Hall of Fame coach, a Super Bowl winning caliber coach a few times. And I think that's where the disconnect comes. You know, it's like we hold we we hold and we revere all of these players that we grew up watching and, and we respect them and things like that. There's been a there's been a paradigm shift. Kids and players don't look at the game the way that we look at it. And and that's that's a real thing, Joe. And as a coach, you have to constantly the 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 number one job you asked me the other day, what is Sirianni's what does he do? Co- the coach's number one job, and this is any coach in the NFL that coaches at any level, his number one job is to brainwash you and make you believe whatever it is he's selling. Let me give you an example. You watch the um, the locker room videos that come out of Detroit. Those players would run through a wall for Dan yes. Campbell. Yes. They would. And he's I, he might be the best example right now. John Harbaugh's got it too. They, they like him a lot. And he was a guy. Like when you talk about football acumen and you talk about somebody that is perceived as an idiot, 
he was perceived as an idiot. Like, like, and I'm just using that word because that's the colorful words that we like to use. No, the we, whole biting in the knees yeah, thing, yeah. The, the whole that he was perceived as an idiot. But the one thing that he does as a head coach is he's got those kids brainwashed into believing whatever it is he's selling that he'll say, hey, guy, go run through a brick wall for me. And they'll do it. Big Red was the same way, but he did it in a different way. Even, even Coach Reed had to change his coaching style. That's why I, I'm so, like, when you talk about Coach Sirianni, everything that everybody talks about as far as him being a motivator and all this other stuff, that might be valid. But whatever it is, he was able to capture that in those first three seasons that he was here to get these guys to the playoff. That's a big thing, man. That is that is huge for coaching. So more on the Belichick situation. Here's what Jason Lockett Forrest said. Again, more pointing towards maybe the Eagles could be part of this. What about Belichick to Philly? Because that's the one. I just wonder, like, he's got to respect. I don't know how his reputation before. I think how his reputation has changed a lot. Like, there's no way that Bill Belichick can't respect the way how he exploits people in trades, the way how he works a draft board. Like, a lot of Belichick's weaknesses in his latter stage are how he strengths. If Bill Belichick goes to Atlanta, let's just think about it. If Bill Belichick goes to Atlanta and that horse division and can't win more than seven eight games i got news for you he just took a dump on his legacy if he goes to the eagles and wins an nfc east title right which i think he could probably do year one and whip some people into shame like you know that there's a mutual love hate thing between philly and new england like that i think that's the one so and i do think there's a a risk reward to atlanta if he wins in atlanta it's like, holy moly, he went to the, the Falcons are a nondescript. They never won anything. He, he won there, like kind of like Brady going to Tampa and winning. So if he goes to Atlanta and he fails, that, that hurts his legacy. I agree with Lockett Ford there. No. It does I, I a little bit. No, well, because, it doesn't. Uh, here's why. Brady left him and won with a make-believe franchise. If Bill can't win with a make-believe franchise, it hurts him a little bit. Joe, with that, with that staff, with that, with that personnel that he has in Atlanta, he can go down there and win that division. Right now, all I, he needs is a serviceable I agree quarterback. With you, but so that's why I'm like, I don't know what Lockett Ford talking about. But what about. if he fails there? He's not gonna fail. Maybe, but who he, you got? What? Uh, what's the quarterback? His brother's on TV. Uh, Car. You yeah. got the Car in New Orleans. Yeah, he stinks. You got uh, Bryce Young in Carolina. He stinks. And you got your biggest, your biggest rival for that division it's is ben, Coach Bowles and Baker, and, and Baker I know, Mayfield. He'd probably win. I'm just saying, but he'd have a better chance to win here. He's got better players here. I don't know about that. I don't know. Oh, I the don't Eagles know. are better than the Falcons. No, that personnel wise. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that personnel wise. But I, I feel like this, Coach Belichick, is going to come in. I, the, the Falcons defense is better than the Eagles defense. Uh, I agree. They have, uh, now they have more front, pieces. Now up front. You can't argue that because the well, they, had, they had a better defense this year, but by they a have lot. a better secondary. They so, they have more to work with, in my opinion, on the defensive side of the ball than they do the, the Eagles. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on here because all rumors point to Belichick a second meeting plan this weekend with Arthur yeah. Blank. Like he's going to take that job on the Yakata. They probably go on the Yakata. But all these insiders and people connected. Thomas Dimitrov, he knows how. Okay, Bucket Four knows agents that know the Eagles. Dimitrov right? knows the Falcons too. Of course he does. And and then Josina Anderson put out a tweet yesterday, and it was pretty long, but basically the idea is Belichick Atlanta makes a lot of sense, but then she threw this in. The G- GM dynamic in Atlanta is presumably more palatable for Bill and Flowery Branch than it would be in Philly. As mentioned, both sides have been talking. I expect um, Belichick to reunite, with, but like still Philly is part of her tweet, right? That it's still kind of out there. It was the barring a, a new development. 
yes. part where it's like you're like, what would that new development be? That would be a job opening up in Philadelphia. Of course. And, a and real that, sports city, by the way. Uh, yeah, but a real team that's yeah. had success and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's that's the I just is Bill trying to use the Eagles as more leverage for more money and more power in Atlanta, or is he waiting for the Eagles to open up before he says, "All right, Falcons, I'll come." I don't know if that's the case. I think they're just trying to figure out the, the how much power is he they're willing to give Bill. I think that's what's going on in Atlanta. Yeah, I think part of me believes and he is they, waiting <laughs> to see if the Eagles open up. And if they bring Thomas Dimitrov back in the building, because you know that was his boy from Cleveland. Yeah, he hired you know, him. Thomas Dimitrov. Like this, this is the beautiful part. Of, of, of the NFL and how you can evolve and become whatever you want to become. Uh, Thomas Dimitrov used to work on the lawn. He used to be the lawn care dude. There was a documentary, the 94 Browns or 95 94 yes. Browns. He, yeah, it was Saban, Jim Schwartz, Belichick. He was like, he, he did was, the grass. He was the lawn care dude. So you got a, you got a GM that could put together a, a, a Super Bowl caliber team and have your grass looking fine. Well, you save money on the landscaper. <laughs> Just have the GM go down and do it. All right, 215 592 know about, about Kudzu and Fescue. He does it all. <laughs> he does it all. And he's alluding to the yeah, idea they, that how he's thinking about Belichick. Grass maintenance is still a very sensitive topic in this town. Based off the well, Super after Bowl. last year. I'm just saying, man. Sod father and all that. No, about yeah. that fescue. They're, like, not, they're, not let, they're not letting the sod father back to do this year. Well, they better they? not. I mean, look, you, you want to bring up the tuck rule to John, that the sod father is like the tuck, John's tuck rule to me. 20 years from now, I'll bring yep. it up to you. Do you think that the sod father screwed the Eagles? Did you just go on a rant? We talked a lot about the upper room yesterday. Uh, we so. did. In the upper room. The sod father's still with us, right? Yes. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, he's yeah. 90. Oh, uh, yeah. He won't so, be damn. with us for long. Okay. 20 years. Hugh, give us another clue for Hugh's clues. For we got another clue for Yeah, this. let's give you another clue. So the first right. clue was... The first clue was this was an action movie that was made in the year 2000. Okay. What's our next clue? The next clue is this one. This one might give it away. You might think this is a Christmas movie because of the title. Oh, I like that But clue. it's not a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas okay. movie. But you might think that. You might think that. All right. Good I, I clue. Good clue. Let's go to the phone lines here. Keith in Springfield. See, he's been talked in a Sirianni comeback. I have not. What's up, Keith? Hey, how's it going, man? Listen, I, I got no love for Sirianni today. The culture's broken. We're a laughing stock. Three players admitted we weren't trying, and we can't tackle. We look like idiots on the field. So, yeah, I don't care who it is, but that culture's got to change and fast. Yeah, and the way you framed it, Keith, like Jeff Lurie was at in the box on Monday. We all saw his expression when ESPN camera yeah, looked, was on looked, him. He looked hot. Yeah, I think he's probably feeling, Keith, the way you have. I just hope he hasn't calmed down. I, I wanted them to meet the day after, so he moved on. Like I just hope he hasn't calmed down the last <laughs> few days. Just, you just want this yeah. to happen immediately. I'm looking to move on <laughs> and get us in a better spot. That's it. Yeah, one more thing, too. How about Jalen not having an answer for how to beat the Blitz? I, I've never played football a day in my life. I know how to beat a Blitz, quick screen passes, stuff like that. How does he not know? So, Key, it's a fair question, and I wonder if he does think he has a better idea, but they won't listen to him, or he doesn't have an idea either. I, Keith, I don't know, but that that's a major aspect of this offense that just was bad this year. Keith, give us a guess for Hughes Clues. What movie are we talking about? I was going to say Gladiator, but you messed me up with the second clue. Yeah, Gladiator's not it, but that that's a, sort not of a was around death. that time, 2000s action kind of movie. Gladiator was a big deal for a little while. It was because of Russell Crowe and you know his his uh, some of the epic lines that he had in that movie. Are you not entertained? What's Russell Crowe doing now? I feel like I haven't seen Beat, Russell Crowe. beating people up and, and throwing stuff at folks. Oh, he get in trouble? He ain't got in trouble in a while, but he's a little heavy. A little heavy. He let <laughs> fluffy? He's, he's, he's no, he, a little fluffy. He's, he's beyond fluffy. Oh, oh. He, he's a one tubby Lost tubby. The fluff. Two, two, tubby, tubby. Yeah, he's a little fluffier than I remember him. Yeah, no, because he plays Zeus in uh the Thor movie, 
The last one. He oh, was Zeus. okay. So is that the last thing he was in? Yeah, I think that was the last movie he played here. One tubby tubby. I know. I know there was a strike recently, so we haven't seen like many new movies. That, I just feel like a lot of these actors we bring up, I'm like, when was the last time I saw that guy? It's been a while. We're checking out some of these guys. Frank's in South Philly. What's up, Frank? How's it going, guys? What's up, Frank? Frank, we're, you know, we're, we're trying to get through here. I, I, you, have you talked yourself okay. into Sirianni coming back? No, no. I actually went the other way because I noticed how, how, how much he's lost control of, uh, of his quarterback. All right, that last play there, not the last play, that last game, Right before the play, right before the safety, mm-hmm. um, when the running back tried to run over to the other side, the the guy that was chasing him ran right past the quarterback. He didn't even try to trip or nothing. He did nothing. Just oh, you're talking about the play where it was a reverse and he didn't he didn't tackle. No block. Put no, he put forth no effort. When Gainwell ran backwards, Frank. None. Yeah. But it's the playoffs. It's the playoffs, and 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 you gotta have heart. I don't know what happened, what's going on with him, but he he's he's lost the hunger, maybe the money. Uh, I worry about Jalen. I don't think you're the only one, Frank, that wonders about him more than we used. To. I will say, if if I'll defend him on that play, the guy does have a bad finger. I mean, like, I, I do we want him blocking there? He already has a dislocated finger. Some effort, like, like. No, I know, throw your, but throw like, your body in there, man. Throws his body, like hurts his here. finger more, and then we're watching Mariota play the rest yeah, of the game. Yeah, I, I got you, Frank. Give me, uh, give me, give us a guess here. Hughes clues. What movie are we talking about? How about, um, how about Gladiator? Yeah, you just must. Uh, must you know what? It's <laughs> it's not it's not the answer. You think Frank blanked and he just heard that word a minute yeah, ago? Just, and yeah, just, he blanked. He blanked. This he, is a joke, quite frankly. He came I mean, in with hard. that and Listen, he's man. just going to go with it. He probably <laughs> the same thing. I'm on. You know, there's been a shortage of ADD medicine. He probably need his meds too. No, didn't not, get yours yet. I ain't get mine yet. I'm about. I'm about to. Had to make a phone call. I got to probably make some adjustments. Smoking crack is like a great high. That's not an adjustment. <laughs> I got to no, go that, figure this thing out. That's man. not an adjustment. All right, Route 35, Mike. What's up, Mike? Joseph, how are we, buddy? I am doing well. How are you today? I'm very good. I want to reference your hard-hitting Emmy-winning or whatever the hell you guys win award uh, interview with Dallas Goddard. I thought about it the longest you time. I don't know. What... No, no, we you didn't win. Him? I think you mean a Marconi. That's what we would win if we Marconi, win something. Right. Ian Bennett, we know. I, That's like the I highest radio award. It's like the good. Emmys of radio. We could, we, we could win that, you and I. Seriously? Yeah. I, think, to, I don't we, believe it, though. We have to be it's nominated. A, yeah, we ain't got nominated yet. Who going to nominate Joe, 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 you were hard. It was like Mike Wallace. I was so impressed. But anyway... Um, well, I don't know what he's doing in the off season, but did he ever think of being a bench player for the Sixers? Because they are really into load management, we know, and you would fit right in. You know what? That may be where we have to go with this, Mike. I mean, th- let's just go there because they're obviously not, they're not trying, they're not giving effort, they're not practicing. Right, and they take games off. I mean, and we just find out the Eagles do that too. Well, and that, Mike, was the worst thing because down the stretch of the season, we wondered were they bad or were they not giving effort, and the, and the reality was probably both, which is the worst. You know what Joe Hughes said you know, about Mac Jones? I didn't know any of that, but I think and I, I, am old man, I am not old man get off my lawn, but it's a, it's a way different attitude. You know? I, I mean, I remember the Sixers coming up with Dr. J and going like, oh, my God, when they won the total, it was amazing. You know, they played hard every game, and then they played hard in the playoffs. I think it's – I, th- I mean, and Joe, let's remember, they loafed through uh, training camp. Always. You know, and, the, Mike, the part of that that makes sense to me, and I, I, I go along with it, is, okay, so they'll be fresh at the end of the season. The opposite happened this year. 
Right, right, I agree. But anyway, Joe, I'm going to go on a different level with my question. Okay. How come it seems like every sports team in that we're dealing with is a back-to-the-future sports team? For, for example, let's look at the Phillies. All right, we're bringing back the same team. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, I just don't see it. I, I don't see how they can cross that hurdle with the same team. I, yeah, I mean, Mike, unfortunately, that yeah, it's it's almost like they just want to run it back and they think they they have a great shot. But I, I always think if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. That's just the way it works in sports. Right, and we had two years with this team, and, and God knows they went belly up late in both series. Yep, and that's why, and to spin it back to the Eagles, Mike, I, I can't run this thing back. I, I can't talk myself into this whole coaching staff coming back. Can't do it. Right, I hear you, Joe. Back to the future. Mike, appreciate the phone call. You guys are right over here? Yeah, we're just having a, we're just having our own little show. Yeah, in the thing. <laughs> tell me what's going There's on. Another what? thing that we cannot share on no. there. We gotta, we gotta wait. Sometimes these guys are doing their own show, <laughs> as I'm doing this one. No, it was just an observation. Yeah, it was just a little observation. Okay. And Hugh Douglas just keeps working. <laughs> that that we know. That we know. All right. Earlier in the uh, show, someone brought up they wanted a Mike Singletary type to be no, the defensive coordinator. That, that, Do you they... remember the Mike Singletary rant? Yes. Have you heard it in a while? Have not. You want to hear it right now? Sure. Let's why not? Hear it. it is more about them. Than it is about the team. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. That that's why he wants winners. He, he was he was he was before his time because he saw it coming. Now, what has happened? Coaches have learned how to adapt to the individual individuality. Of the players now, and cannot to, coach with them. Can't and do try it. Try to figure out how to to motivate them in different ways. You know when this started. Remember when AB used to be in the locker room, and it was him and the other guy, uh, Juju Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah, in Pittsburgh, would do like the little TikToks before the oh, game and all yeah, this yeah. stuff. And, and guys would would do the TikToks and the Instagrams at halftime, and they tried to stop it, but you couldn't stop it, man, because each player now realizes that they're a brand, their individual brand, and everybody's trying to capitalize on their 15 minutes. And they're willing to do that and sacrifice the, the like the ultimate team game. They're willing to do that. Like it's hard to you really like this is where your draft people, the people that 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 pick the players for your team really come up big because you you have to draft guys draft them and then you might pluck a few players from from here to there but you still have to have that culture going where they believe in that mantra one team that that i haven't seen play a whole lot this year but it feels like this is the case because i know the coach is the baltimore ravens like it feels like that and like somebody alluded to the fact that it's the coach's fault that they don't tackle uh you could say that that that's that's probably fair but the one thing that I know, you, you, there's a mentality that goes along with tackling. Of course there it's is. that want to. Like what's that, Ray was talking about that cup thing and being in a Funneling cup. Funneling together, fun, yeah. But that's, that's the defensive mantra. And like, it's team defense, not yes, just individual. It's not like people think about tackling as an individual thing. It's not. It's really a group thing. Like if, if somebody, like if you're playing, a, a, say if you're playing a, a zone defense, the whole part, of, the whole concept of a zone is to not let anything get behind you. So that means if I'm making everybody catch everything in front of me, and if I'm funneling everything back into 
the bigger fellas, because corners, for the most part, they don't want to tackle, but you do have to have some guys that are willing to throw their face in there and, and get their uniform dirty from time to time. But you funnel it back to the big guys. The big guys are the guys that are coming with bad intentions. That's what Ray's talking about. Mm-hmm. The guys that when that receiver's over there dancing, trying to get them extra yards, he don't see that defensive lineman coming with that, that peanut punch trying to take his – trying to separate him from the ball. You know what? We'll see, we'll see the Ravens tackle like that tomorrow. We'll see the Niners tackle yes. like that. That's what we'll see that, this weekend. That's because they understand, especially on the back end, that you're not out there by yourself. You're not on an island. And a lot of times these guys, because of the way they are, they, they play like they're on an island. Like, what blew my mind, and I'm not picking on him, but this is a perfect example. Darius Slay, Captain Slay, got mad at Seth Joyner, because Seth Joyner pointed out the fact that he didn't tackle. And you know what his retort was? I don't want to have concussions. I don't want to have CTE. Dude, you know, it's a good chance that you probably will. Not trying to be funny, but that's what you signed up for. And, you know, when you single yourself out and say, well, I think, well, and you said just like this, well, I think I did a pretty good job of tackling. You didn't because your teammates didn't. Like, you can't be an individual. That's the problem with this team, in, in my opinion is that you have a lot of guys out there that are doing their own individual thing. Yeah, th- this offseason, first we deal with Sirianni, but then how he's got to get how he's got to change the mix in here. We got to have Can less individuals. Coach with him. Can't do it. Can't do it. And that's why coach as, as great as that speech was, he probably I don't think he coached again after that. Uh, I don't think he did either. But you know what? Because, he's right about one thing. I want winners. <laughs> no, you do I want winners. I want winners here. You got to figure out a way to, you got to figure out these cats why though. Yeah, and I, could, I, I could, want winners. That's right, Mike. And we could do it with a new head coach. All right, 215-592-9494. Sirianni Watch, it's in full effect here. We're waiting for a decision by Jeffrey Lurie. Have you begun to convince yourself that Sirianni should be back? I haven't. Hughes just, he's given up here. Plus, we have a massive, <laughs> massive NFL rumor. I mean, this one, if this is true, this will flip the entire NFL on its head. And by extension, could have a major effect on our show. Yes, I mean, literally, the WIP Midday Show. We'll explain that next right here with you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 